the professionals of professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Live. Your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. Thank you, Con. This is Lewis Howard, and you have joined another conversation for Lewis Howard Live internationally broadcast around the world, reaching one voice at a time and helping you become the best version of yourself. It is the mission of the show, the program, and the content. And welcome to all of our new listeners on our various different platforms that the show gets to be broadcast on, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple, iTunes, Blog Talk, Podcasts, Radio, and a few others that people have added on to the show. And so we are continuing to just hit milestones for our audience and reach. I know it's uh, weather gets nice. People spend more time outside with friends and family. And uh, that's why we're available 24-7 on demand. You can download the show. And as we always say, hey, sharing is caring. Make sure to tell a friend and uh, invite them to be a part of the conversation. Today, we're talking about focus and clarity. I've been very fortunate to have some good people in my life that have taught me some things that I learned from that I listened to. And a couple of my recent mentors, Tony Robbins and Lance Wall now talked about focus. And I thought it'd be great to do a show on focus because of the state of our nation and the state of our world. How's your focus? How is your clarity? How is your ability to see life from a clear perspective? You know, life has taught me that it's so important to have focus. Um, And the reason is there's so much information that you are given each single day. I've said it before, but we have over 10,000 thoughts per day and over 1,500 words per minute happening in our mind. Doesn't matter whether you are conscious of that or you are unconscious of that, you have it. Even when you are sleeping, you have thoughts running through your mind. Ever wake up out of a dream, freaked out, sweating, right? Tired. I just did that this morning. I'm tired because I'm running from something. So even in our dreams, we have thoughts. We have things that are coming at us. And in our normal life world, we have a pandemic. In America, 170,000 people have succumbed to that pandemic worldwide, close to half a million. So we're dealing with a pandemic and its fallout and vaccines and testing and information. And every time somebody knows is running right now, they run and get a test, right? They have a headache, they go get a test. So we have the pandemic and its effect that's happening. Elections. We got an upcoming presidential election in the United States. And maybe where you're listening around the world, you got elections. Well, you know what happens in election. Everybody goes to neutral corners and come out swinging, right? Swinging at the other person. And so you get caught in the middle because they want your vote. 
And so you got those thoughts. You got advertising. You got signs. You got debates. You got conventions. You got all of this stuff that you may be tuned in. We also have social justice reform movement. Right? We have people and groups now that have gathered together to talk about changes in culture and systems and racism and bias and prejudice and things that many people haven't even talked about. Now you are hit with that, right? The book White uh, Fragility is fragile. Fragility, yes, is one of the books that's out right now. So people are reading that book and taking away some thoughts. So you got all of these different things, not to mention buying opportunities, business opportunities, selling opportunities, relationship issues, relationship opportunities, relationship problems, breaking news, special media updates, and narratives which are trying to tell you who to vote for and what to buy. That's a lot. I'm tired just even thinking about that. And think about that that goes through your mind every single day. And especially those of you who feed on news and feed on social media and feed on these things, then you become subject to that thought. That's why focus is important. That's why clarity is important. Why? Because you need to make the decision on what am I putting my energy into? You can't put your energy into everything that I just named, right? That's why people get depressed, they get tired, they get wore out, they get fatigued because they're trying to put their energy into too much. You need to decide, what do I put my energy into? You need to have people, places, and things, and ideas which create what I call a congruent alignment in your thinking. Your mind shouldn't look like a crossword puzzle or a jigsaw puzzle. 1,500 pieces spread out all over the table, and we got no alignment and no congruency to what you're thinking. When you talk to somebody and they can't even stay with a thought, right? You ever talk to someone and the conversation jump, right? I thought we were talking about the weather, and all of a sudden we jumped in. We were talking about eating food and politics. How did we get over there? You're subject jumping on me. You can't stay aligned on one thing. We need focus. And this is a culture that has trouble with focus and has trouble having clarity. But you've got to have that. The alternative, if you don't have a congruent alignment, is you have a scatter brain mindset, which is no focus, no clarity at all. You're doing something new every five minutes, changing channels, changing stations, I can't sit down. I'm impatient. And I think way too many people be, you know, blame ADHD on that. Okay. They, you hear that and they go, I have ADHD. Okay. The whole world doesn't have ADHD. I'm sure a few people have that. It is legitimate, but everybody doesn't have it. They use it as an excuse for not having focus, for not having clarity. Oh, I'm just, I'm just that way. No, you've let yourself become that way. So that's why you're that way. But you need focus. And we're going to talk about today in the show, how do you get focus? What are some key elements of focus? You ever go shopping while either you are hungry or you have no focus? I just did that recently. And I went in the store hungry. 
And I didn't really have anything particular on my mind, so everything was on my mind. Everything looked good. And so I come out the store $150 later with a whole bunch of stuff that I didn't even eat all of it, but it looked good at the time. Go online shopping with no particular purpose, and all of a sudden you're going to be bombarded with a bunch of discounts. Oh, you got to have that. That's on sale today. You better buy that one. That one's running out. We got limited stock on this, and all of a sudden you are buying things that you didn't even intend on buying. But because you went into that environment with no focus and no set goals, you end up doing and making decisions you weren't even planning on doing. Right? So that's why focus is so important. And so I'm going to give you some, some takeaways, some light bulb moments, some ahas uh, doing the show today. And hopefully you'll grab something that will help you get focus. And we'll talk about why as it relates to your journey, that it is so important. So we're going to take a quick break. You've joined Lewis Howard Live. We're talking focus and clarity. We're going to take a quick break, give a shout out to our sponsors, and we'll be right back to jump into it. Focus, clarity, and power. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today. Hey, thank you for joining. You have joined Lewis Howard live, internationally known and broadcast. I can say that with full confidence because we're in seven different nations. And uh, I think we just added a new place to our list of places that are picking up the broadcast. And uh, it is, a, oh, Argentina is now uh, another place that we are uh, being heard. So tell a friend, let's get some traction in those places and continue to have more and more people uh, be a part of the conversation. Today, we are discussing focus and clarity. I love studying focus. I've spent a lot of time studying focus. And the reason is because I didn't have much focus growing up. Um, I had a what was called a genius IQ. I was a smart kid, but I couldn't stay focused because my mind was just so hyperactive and, and going in different directions and I couldn't settle myself down and I had a thought for everything. And as I got older, I realized the consequence of not having focus was I didn't get anything done. I started a lot of things, but I didn't finish very much. I'm like that guy you go in his garage and he's got about a hundred different projects started, but he didn't finish any of them because he didn't have enough focus to stay and see one of those projects to the end. 
So focus is important. It's not something we talk a lot about in our culture. We talk about grind. We talk about vision. We talk about money. We talk about getting on it. We talk about getting rich. We talk about scoring and anything that's relating to the finish. But if you don't have focus, you don't get to the finish. You may think you're going to get there, but I'm going to tell you what the superstars and the athletes and the celebrities and the entertainers don't tell you. You got to have focus. You got to keep doing that song a hundred times before you record it one time, right? You got to focus on smoothing out every note, every change. You know, I was getting a chance to watch one of my favorite shows is West Coast Customs, and I was watching Will I Am. And it was one of the first thoughts that kind of uh, inspired me about focus, the focus that Will I Am has about everything he does. He was designing a car and he was obsessively focused on the details of the concept of this car and how it looked. And he wanted to make sure that the concept that he had in his mind was the same concept that hit the street. And he says he does that with his music, that just when a person thinks that they've produced the best, he will push them a little further to see if there's anything more there that they can focus and bring out. That's powerful, right? You don't hear that every day. Nobody talks about that every day. You've got to have a listening ear to catch those things. But we usually don't hear somebody say, hey, I had great focus today. I had great listening today. I had great clarity today. We usually don't hear that because it's just not something that's really kind of exciting to talk about. But I promise you, if you don't have it, uh, you won't have much to talk about because you're going to have a lot of things that you start and you can't finish. All right. So some of the, I think, the light bulb moments that I have learned through my mentors over the years that have taught me about defining clarity. And as I said before, going to break, clarity is power. And so the first thing sometimes you have to do to gain focus is you have to stop, look, and listen. Remember that growing up as a kid, you know, when they tell you you're crossing the street, stop, look, and listen before you cross? Okay, well, as an adult, our world has currently afforded us the opportunity in some ways because of the pandemic and people work from home. And earlier this year, we had stay-at-home orders and directives. It has afforded us the opportunity to stop. Stop for a moment. Stop what you're doing. Stop your schedule. Stop your routine. Stop your planning. Stop the program. We're going to interrupt it with a pandemic and a crisis that's requiring us to stop and to take inventory of where we are. If you are driving and you discover that you're heading in the wrong direction, most wise people don't keep heading in the wrong direction. They're lost. Typically, what do they do? They stop. First thing you got to do is you got to stop going in the wrong direction. Some people are headed in the wrong direction. They were heading in the wrong direction before we had the pandemic, before the crisis occurred, before the election came about, before Trump was president, before the Democrats had an issue. People were headed in the wrong direction. Now, nobody may want to recall that because we have short memories or selective hearing, but we were headed maybe in a different direction than many of us should. So this is time to 
stop. Take a minute. Life is not so busy that you can't find time to stop. And stopping ain't just when you need to eat, sleep, and rest, but stopping is have a plan, rest. I'm just going to stop and meditate on where I am, right? I want to stop and if I'm going in the wrong direction. Foolish people engage in what I call habit insanity. And habit insanity is, is, is an old motivation term. It says habit insanity is that you just keep doing the same thing and hoping for a different result. So those same people driving will keep heading in the wrong, wrong direction, hoping that it gets them to their destination. And that's just not going to happen. Not if you're heading the wrong way. You might get lucky and hit a turn to get you back on the freeway, but most likely you're going to keep heading in the wrong direction. You will hear Siri or the GPS person say, recalculating, right? Means you got to recalculate your route. You're off. You're about to head someplace. You don't even know where you're going. So you got to stop and you got to look at where I am and I got to recalculate my route so I can get back on. This third part, listen, is probably the hardest of all because I know in America, I can't speak for the rest of the world. I don't spend that much time there, but I know in America, people do not like to listen. They will shut you down the minute you start talking. You can't tell me what to do. My daddy don't talk to me like that. My mama don't talk to me like that. I'm not listening to you. Read the hand because I'm not listening, right? We don't like to listen. For some reason, once we hit 21 years of age, we think nobody should tell me what to do. I shouldn't have to listen to anybody. Politicians don't listen. Business people sometimes don't listen. Salespeople don't listen. We have a culture of people that just don't listen. So how do you stop and look, but then you're not listening to that still small voice that we all have in our head that tells us you better not do that, or you need to save more money, or you don't need to buy that, or this person is a bad person. I know you think that they're cool, but they're not a good person, and you head that way anyway. You're not listening. And then when you fail, and this is part of the frustrating part for me as a leader, a teacher, uh, motivator, whatever you call it, is when they fail because they didn't listen, you know what people like to do? They want to blame somebody else. Because they, they, the last person they want to be at fault for not listening is themselves. I, I, no, it's not my fault. It's the government's fault. It's that person's fault. Uh, they didn't say it right. But the fact of the matter is, you are not listening. You know, that old saying, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. Because we should spend more time listening than we do talking. When I'm sitting in a meeting, uh, I was just in an equity task force meeting uh, about social justice change. And, and you got, you know, 20 people on there and everybody's got an opinion about the book that they're reading. And all I'm doing is I'm sitting there listening. I had an opinion, too. But I wanted to assess the mindset of the people that were talking more than I wanted to hear myself talk, right? And that's part of the trouble in America. We want to hear ourselves talk. We want to hear ourselves. We want to see ourselves. We want to selfie ourselves. It's all about me. Listen to me. Listen to my opinion, 
I really don't care what the rest of you are thinking, right? It's hard to have dialogue with someone who doesn't listen because you start engaging in conversation and they either are not paying attention or they're simply waiting for you to take a break in your conversation so they can jump in. Well, that's not listening. So we need to listen, first of all, within ourselves. Forget about people. You need to be able to listen to your own mind. What is your own mind telling you? As I said at the outset, you got 10,000 thoughts running through your mind. It's telling you something. You got 1,500 words a minute going through your head. It's telling you something. The question is, are you listening? One of the examples that I, I think is, a, is, is critical listening is listening to your health, right? Usually your body will start to tell you that something is going wrong. Something is occurring Something is happening. I just had a friend of mine who had to be rushed to the hospital because his body was telling him something that he wasn't paying attention to. He wasn't listening. You know what he was listening to? His schedule, his wife, his friends, right? His to-do list. And he wasn't listening to his body. So you know what the body did? It shut down. It stopped, right? And he had to be rushed to the hospital and have IVs and things of that nature. And, you know, the doctor's giving him prescription. But at the end of the day, he got there in part because the little signs that were telling him, you need to stop, you need to slow down, he wasn't listening. Okay? What are you not listening to in your own mind that you need to pay attention to? Right? That's important. Forget about everybody else. Forget about the world. You got to start with yourself and being able to listen to yourself. I listen to myself so well, I know exactly when I'm hearing something, don't do that. No, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. Even if it doesn't make sense to me, I'll still listen. Things don't have to make sense to you. We get, we're in this culture where everything has to be analytically driven to make sense to you before you listen. No, some things are still instinctive. There's still a there there with instinct. There's still a there there with intuition. Okay, we got all these software-minded people who are creating all these programs and trying to get you to live by analytics and data and SEOs and, and all the other things that come along with that, and all of a sudden you don't have instinct anymore. Siri doesn't have instinct. Okay, Siri can tell me what the weather is, tell me where the Dick's Burger is in Seattle, but Siri can't tell me how she's feeling. Siri can't tell me my mood. If I say, Siri, what's my mood today? She might give me the definition of what mood is, but she is not going to be able to tell me what my mood is. Why? Because she doesn't have intuition. She has programming, but she does not have intuition. Programming and information, I will take intuition. I love my grandmother. She just had intuition. And she would tell you, look, I think if you do that, this is going to happen. And then one of the kids, we do it anyway, and she would say, I told you that. Right. You didn't what? Listen. So I know I've driven listen home a little bit, but you ought to be listening 80 percent of the time and only speaking 20 percent of the time. Right. And if you're doing that, you can change a whole room. The reason why is because the person who listens the more has the most information, has a better assessment of what's going on and is more than likely to give a better interpretation or feedback to the conversation than the person who is bumping their gums from start to finish. All right, there you go. So number one is the listening piece. 
Number two is as one. This term came about through one of my mentors who uh, was a fan of the movie Gladiator with Russell Crowe. Probably a, all the women will just check out right now. It's a guy thing, right? Russell Crowe and the gladiators, and they were out. And he had been taken uh, and made a gladiator. He was a Roman general, but fell out of favor, and he was now a gladiator. And they were about to go into this arena and face whatever was coming out, uh, whether it was lions. No, they didn't know. And so one of the things, the defining line in the movie with Russell Crowe says, whatever is coming out of those gates, we will be better served if we work together as one. So to have focus, you got to have an as one. Do the people in your life work together with you as one? Or is there constant struggle, fighting, and division? That's not as one. Do the people you work professionally with work in concert as one? Right? One of the things, reason why we can't get some things done in America, because we can't work as one. We can't. We just, we've lost that ability uh, probably over the last 20 years where we just cannot work as one. One entity has to find leverage over the other enemy to force its hand to do something in order to get something done. We don't have a convening, congenial, uh, can we all get along mentality. That's just out the window. And so we don't act as one. We really act as two nations under one nation, right, out of concert with each other. That really won't move mountains. So when you're looking at your life and you want to say, how do I get the momentum, the clarity, and the energy that I need? I need to act as one. And an example of acting as one, which means that the people, the places, and things that surround me should be on the same page as I am about my mission, my assignment, and my purpose. And if that is not the case, then I need to get some new people. I may need to move geographically. I may need to change companies or change organizations. Whatever it takes for you to get your life to where it's operating in what I call a synergistic way. Everything is just flowing. Watch athletes. You watch athletes and study great athletes when they get in what's called the zone. And when they're in the zone, when LeBron is in the zone or Steph Curry's in the zone or Tom Brady is in the zone or when Wayne Gretzky played hockey, he was in the zone. And Wayne Gretzky used to say, I'm not trying to hit the puck in the direction of the of the goal. I'm trying to anticipate where the puck is going to be before it gets there. I'm going to be in the zone. Right. So part of that is understanding the importance of as one. I didn't understand that growing up. Because we had a dysfunctional father, three mothers and two fathers, and constantly moving around. There was very little about my life that was as one. It was as many, as crazy, but very little time of being as one. And as I've matured in life and grown in my journey, I've had to pair off people, places, and things. People that were in my life 10 years ago are not here today. Things that I was doing five years ago, I'm not doing today. Because I have to keep pushing my life to an as one, that I am better when I have few people 
that are acting in concert with the outcome and the goal and the mission that I've set for myself, then I got a whole bunch of people that, you know, going to flake out, not going to be there when I need them and, you know, stressed out, crazy, dumping stuff on me. That's not my problem. Yeah, it's hard to be as one with that. Imagine if those same gladiators had gone into that arena and they decided, hey, we're just going to fight each one on our own. I, we don't need this as one. We don't need to be hanging. We're not going to sit around and sing Kumbaya, you know. We're just going to go out and get after it. They probably all would have perished. But as it was, because they adapted the as one philosophy, they were able to prevail. All right, so those are two good points. And then I want to wrap it up uh, with a couple more before we end the show. So we're going to take another quick break, give you a rest, get some water, come back. Don't change the channel. Don't cut it off. We'll be right back to continue on with focus, clarity, and power. Stay with us. You're listening to Lewis Howard Live. I'll be right back in just a moment. The Millionaire Club Charity is one of Seattle's oldest existing charities. In addition to job placement and employment services, the Millionaire Club provides job training and licensing to help workers become qualified and job ready, from nutritious meals and sack lunches to housing assistance to stabilize their lives. Despite its name, the donors to the Millionaire Club are ordinary citizens with a desire and passion to help fellow citizens overcome the barriers of employment and housing. For more information, call 206-728-JOBS or go to millionaireclub.org. Hey, thank you for joining Lewis Howard Live, and we appreciate you being part of the conversation. Our goal is to help you find a way out of no way, right? Help you get to the next level and be the best version of yourself. We're talking about clarity and focus. And how does that relate to your everyday life? your goal, your mission, your family, your relationships, your job, your business, whatever you are engaged in will require some